G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, one of those wonderful ministries that flies into outback communities and does a wonderful work is the Ministry of Chariots of Fire. Can you imagine a couple of light aircraft flying into some of the most remote locations you can possibly imagine? Well, Brian Sonneman is a co-founder of Chariots of Fire, and he's joining us to talk through some of the issues that are going on in the outback and to talk about some of the work of Chariots of Fire as well. And uh, Brian, welcome along. Great to, great to talk to you. Many thanks, Dill. It's uh, great to be talking to you again and to your listeners. Brian, as we get things underway, uh, just in a nutshell, give us a, a quick history on what's happened with Chariots of Fire because uh, you have the most amazing ministry of flying uh, aircraft into really remote locations. Uh, how long's Chariots of Fire been going now and, and the sorts of work that, uh, that you're typically involved in? Uh, we've been running since uh, 2011. Uh, we've launched on the 11th of the 11th in Kananara and uh, we've been very successful with missions going into remote Indigenous communities and uh, we first were approached to go into a community called Mullen, and uh, we're asked to put in Vision Radio and Christian TV. We're by a lady that was had belief in that uh, if this media was working in the community, it would stop suicides. So uh, we thought, well, this is a good work avenue to work with, and we proceeded, went through, installed these this media, and we were asked to go back to pray for them and help them set up their church, and then us to do some baptisms so we thought oh, that would be great so we went back thinking about 10 or 12 people would be baptized in the end 32 people gave their life to the lord uh, out of 100 in the community so now we've heard from a, a previous meeting we had with um, god tv we went back to do a promo with wayne Knappen and his crew and uh, we heard that there's been no suicides in that community since that media has been running so our goal now is to go out and find those that are lost and to find those that think there's no other way out of, uh, of their life but to take their life so we want to go there and install this media where they can have an option and find that they have salvation through the Lord and uh, be blessed by what God has to offer them and knowing that there is a meaning in their life and that they, they have a goal to work with and that uh, this media will help all people in need. It is an amazing ministry that you do, and let's just reflect on a couple of things that you mentioned there. Uh, been going since 2011. The inspiration for what you were doing in mission, you wanted to take the gospel to the outback, but you were doing it in a special way. You wanted to actually set up God TV, which is a uh, like a satellite broadcasts uh, Christian television, uh, and also establish Vision Radio in these places. And uh, just reflect on, for a moment, uh, part of the motivation for going to do that was because somebody had said, uh, well, we believe if we had Christian radio on in our community, that would actually help to slow or stop uh, some of the suicides that were happening. So suicide was a huge motivation for you to actually address some of the challenges going on in the outback. Yeah, exactly. Um, we know that um, we've got the media that is running 24-7, and Indigenous people have a spirit-led life, but they, when they can see something or hear something that uh, relates to what they want to do, and knowing some, most of them know about Jesus, 
Um, we know that this media is working and, and to see it working and see so many testimonies come out of what we've heard through the, the communities, it's just an um, exciting uh, mission that we're on, an exciting journey, and we just wanted to develop that to all communities. Um, right, that's right, it's Western Australia and to the Northern Territory and the, and the Queensland, so we're believing that um, we, we will go out there, find the lost, and uh, give them salvation and let them see how they can do a different thing in their own community and how they become in unity with each other, how they work together, knowing that um, there is a, an alternative to that remoteness they have and that uh, that, that alternative is to, to find Jesus. Brian, describe the aircraft that you guys are operating. Uh, I mean, describe not your aircraft, but describe your chariots of fire. Um, well, our chariots um, of fire, we believe, are the aircraft. We, we know that... Uh, we have two aeroplanes through Keith Russell in Port Hedland that um, we can hire and use, and these are private chieftains which carry eight people and quite a payload. So we believe these aircraft are what we can use at the moment, but we know that God has promised uh, Platus PC-12s uh, that will come through eventually, but we're just waiting on that to happen. But we know these aircrafts are uh, a major tool that we need, a major thing we need to get into these remote areas because a lot of the places we go into... Uh, the flying, the flying doctor goes in, so those strips have to be pretty well up to date and looked after well. So fairly confident that uh, we can go into these communities and, and just put in this media and uh, just see the change in the community. And we've done several now, and like Mullen, Nukumbar, Vijidanga and, and Luma and other places. So um, we're very excited at what's happening there, and we just want to duplicate that. And to find the lost is uh, the prodigal son in, in the Bible. That's my main verse, that... Uh, there are people out there that are lost, and God does not want to take, leave anyone behind. And uh, that's my my mission is to find those people that do want to follow the Jesus, follow Jesus, and to excite their life with the, the prospect of um, eternal life. Well, we're going to reflect some more uh, on those stories. And you began to tell the story at Mullen, and uh, long-time listeners to Vision will know that over the past few years we've been able to reflect on that story in Mullen so significantly because it is a significant event that happened in a outback community and when you describe that Aboriginal community primarily that received the gospel message and then you set up Vision Radio in their community and we were invited back there for baptisms and just to, well, let's just reflect on that uh, afresh because it is such a significant story what happened in Mullen. And uh, you might like to reflect on similarities to the story in Nunkumbar and in Bidjidanga. But uh, but in Mullen, uh, there was a whole bunch of people, and you can see the YouTube clip when you uh, check it out uh, online. But uh, just describe that, that baptism ceremony for us afresh, Brian. We, we had to, uh, Bruce and Terry Connell come down from King's Church in Kununurra to help us, and they've been working with the people in the community uh, regarding this baptism, and uh, they, a couple of them went through to Kununurra to be baptised, and then the, the community felt that they needed more people to follow Jesus and to be baptised, so we organised a trip into uh, Mullen, and Terry and Bruce Connell came with us. Uh, sorry, Terry came, and um, Bruce had to stay behind, unfortunately, but Terry came and with Wendy, and we started talking to the people and told them that this is what you need to know about the Holy Spirit and, and the gospel before you can be baptised. So that went for about an hour. And then we decided to talk to them. Those who wanted to be baptised uh, would go down to the lake. But unfortunately, the lake was 
about two k's away, but we didn't have enough vehicles to support everyone, <laughs> transport everybody down there. So we decided to go over and find an old freezer chest, and uh, we thought, oh, well, we, we could fill this up with water, and that would work. Unfortunately, there that didn't work. There was a hole in the chest, uh, freezer chest, so we couldn't fill it up with water. So our next alternative alternative was to water baptise with a hose, and uh, that was quite exciting. And a lot of photos have been taken and a video clip showing people being baptised, and just this the excitement in their eyes. You can see that the change in the in their attitude, and and they knew something had happened to them, and uh, we just were so excited. Greg Gann and I were there and just watched people before they went to see uh, become a Christian that, that, that their eyes had changed their, their outlook had changed and people were just so excited and blessing each other talking to each other uh, the whole community was um, just uh, excitement excitement day to see these people change and that we know that that, that, that um, media has helped them and, and also they've decided to form their own church now called the Holy Fire Desert Church and one of the persons that were baptised, Joseph, he was in drugs and alcohol. He had, had given that up prior to us coming there, and uh, he's now being groomed to be a pastor of that church in Mullen. So that's very exciting with Mullen, and, and uh, you know we want to duplicate that and see many people change. And it's just a exciting time when you have to be there to experience it and, and to. I see what the Lord is doing with these people. So it's very, very exciting. Well, you know what? City listeners uh, often comment on the way that we have a focus on outback communities. And, and you know, maybe you could be under the assumption that somehow or other city folks only like to hear about city stories. But I can tell you what happened in Mullen has just reverberated around the place. And uh, we love to be able to reflect on it and uh, and when you look at that YouTube clip, it's it's not extravagant. Uh, in actual fact, uh, there's a lot of people milling around. It looks like a very disorderly event. But really what's happening there is a whole bunch of people, and I think you said 30-plus people on that particular day being baptised uh, when you couldn't keep the water in a, an old disused uh, chest freezer. Uh, you were baptising people with a hose. In the, so we're in the middle of the desert, and uh, what an amazing story that is, Brian. And and uh, to hear you reflecting on what's happened since then uh, with the formation of that, uh, I think you call it, is it the Holy Fire Desert Church? Yep, what an, what an amazing name that is for a desert church in a very small uh, outback community. Even that, now they've got one of those guys is is uh, being raised up to be pastor. I mean, that's just an amazing story. It is, and um, we're very, very excited that uh, that uh, Mullen is one of our major places we've been to, but that, you know, it doesn't stop there. Where we've gone to Nookumbar and other communities, and. Um, it's so exciting to see people change. With um, Mullen, sorry, with Nookumbar, we went there to install uh, Vision Radio, and uh, we put in two Christian TV systems. And by the time we'd finished um, installing the, the systems, uh, word got around that um, God TV was in the, in the community, and we had a list brought up to us before we left of 28 homes out of the possible 30 homes in Nookumbar that wanted Christian TV installed in their home. So. We're still working on that, but it's a major project to find 28 systems <laughs> for that community. And since then, while we're there, they're actually building another six homes in, in Nookumbar. So, and that was a very exciting to see that the, the word got around that, you know, Christian media um, is something they, they all want to have a look at. And most of them can't read or write, so seeing something or hearing something is beneficial to them. 
Okay, so this is this one of your projects? Uh, there's, I mean, there's we're talking a small, very, very remote uh, outback Western Australian community, and there's you say there's thirty homes, twenty eight of them want Christian TV. Yep. There's no other way to get it other than for you guys to really fly in there with some systems that can actually access that signal from a satellite. But uh, but you can go in there and you can actually have uh, a 24-hour a day, seven-day-a-week, 365 days a year Christian television uh, into every home in that community. That's, that's, one of the, yep. that, that's one of the projects that you're working on. I mean, uh, what sort of dollars are you talking about to get those systems installed in those homes? Costing around four hundred and fifty dollars to put in, but um, there's flying costs to get up there as well. So that all has to come into play. But um, we know that that will happen. It's something on, it's on our heart to do, and we know when that, the timing is right, God will say, "Okay, these are funds for it. Go over and let this community to be a, a, a part of the revival of the Great Southland of the Holy Spirit." So, uh, yeah, we can uh, see that happening, and um, it's quite exciting. Well, I hope there's someone listening to our conversation today who might be inspired and say, well, you know what, I can help out there and I can help get gospel TV, God TV. And uh, I guess we're talking Vision Radio too uh, into some of those homes. Is Vision Radio already on in, in that community? We're talking Nunkumba here? Yeah, Nunkumba was put on at the admin office. Um, the people there had been into other communities before, before coming to Nunkumba and they were very pleased to see that Vision Radio came into the community. And uh, that was exciting to them. Um, one of the movie clips, uh, we speak to Neil, one of the admin officer for Nookumba, and he talked about how the Indigenous people needed something like this to help them with their walk and, and their talk and their fellowship in the community. And also with um, the other one at Vijidanga, um, Matthew, we put in God TV for him, and he stayed up all night. We got a phone call the next morning in Broome as we were travelling onto the next site that he'd stayed up all night watching... Christian TV and God TV that, and uh, he was so excited about, happy about it. And then his wife said, "You've got to come to bed." And he said, "No, no, I'm watching God TV." So he, he went to work the next day, pretty tired. But I'd like to see Fusion um, Radio put into um, Bijidanga because um, that's a quite a big community growing. That they're also building new homes there as well. These are all small communities, you know, about a hundred homes, uh, sorry, thirty or forty homes in some of these communities. Some have twenty, some have ten. But uh, to help Matthew out, I think uh, with that community that's growing quite rapidly, we could put Vision Radio into there and that whole community could listen to it as well and And, and maybe put some more Christian TVs in. And primarily these communities we're talking about, Mullen and Nunkanbar and Bidjidanga, these are primarily uh, communities where uh, it's uh, Indigenous people. Uh, Is it primarily Indigenous people in those communities? Primarily, yeah. Um, There are a few... uh, Australia, other Australians in there that to work in the admin or in the office or something like that, but most of the people are Indigenous and uh, they uh, just want to talk to people and they love talking to people and, and, and having a cup of tea with people. And uh, we found that out when we did the, the trip with the 40 Stories and we took uh, David and Sarah to do the interviews and they're just so excited that um, someone would be there to listen to them and uh, communicate with them and just have fellowship. So it's, it's very exciting. And these people just love to have people around them and talk to them. Well, let's get into some of the issues that we'd like our listeners to contribute to our conversation with today, Brian. Uh, when suicide was the motivation, that there's high rates of suicide throughout the Kimberley and in Western WA and in these Indigenous communities, 
there are some really big challenges that these communities face. And you've gone in there with the gospel, and you're a preacher of the gospel yourself, but you've thought, well, uh, you can arrive there and you can be there for the weekend, but what can you leave there that will help with the discipleship of the people? And uh, you've taken in Christian radio uh, by way of vision stations and uh, also God TV into these communities. Uh, is it working? Uh, is there evidence? How do you actually uh, how do you actually gauge whether it is working that people who've changed their focus and they're, they're, they've got access to uh, levels of discipleship they've never known before, is it affecting the numbers of suicides in those sorts of communities? How do you tell, Brian? Well, communicating with the people is a major thing, and even with the media that's running 24-7, they get a lot out of that, and they can learn a lot from that. Um, it's not something that just doesn't happen overnight, but we've experienced so much joy and peace when we when we go into those communities, just talking to them or going around distributing a Bible. But with the with the with the media, it's giving us an option to get in there and communicate with them, and to talk to them to, about the gospel. And then you just hear their stories. And a lot of these stories that came through the forty stories is it's just so evident of what God is doing within those communities and with those people that they're just open to to hear the gospel. They're open to listen to the word. They're just open to help. And um, if we can go in there and put in a media that, that's going to help them, we can see that no suicides have happened in Mullins since that media's been running. So that's 100% true and correct. And we, we believe that um, that it will happen to, and be transferred into other communities. But Nukumbar and Bidjidanga, they've been very successful with their media. Uh, one guy was um, in the prison here in, in Gerald. His name was Matthew. Uh, Joseph, sorry. He was... Um, in prison, and he wanted to go back to his uh, brother in Nukumbar. And our, the, the actual uh, prison warden believed that uh, if they had a media or something to, to communicate with them when they went back, they would not reoffend. So this Joseph went back to his brother in, in uh, Nukumbar, which was Matthew, and Matthew we had put in God TV. And since that TV has been running in Matthew's home, um, Joseph has turned his life around to the Lord. And Matthew is uh, his brother, and they're just working together through the community in Nukumbar. So we know that um, if there's something there for people to work with, just one case, that the, he may not reoffend and go back to the prison. So a lot of these stories um, we could highlight and go on for hours, but uh, there's just some of the things that have happened because of this media. And um, we, we could see people change. Back to, um, to Mullen. They, after we'd been in there and that media was installed, people were socialising together, they were having meals together, they were just out to help each other. And before they were fighting and wanted to attack each other and you know, just violence was uh, rampant in the, in the community, but that's not there now. And uh, we're just so pleased that um, you know, through God's efforts that these things are changing. What we're doing is putting in a media to help, but it all comes down to what God is doing and how he's touching these people in these communities. Visions 2020 with Neil Johnson, a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Well, a very uh, exciting conversation that we're having today, and I hope you can be a part of it. Our talkback line is open on 1-800-316-316. It's Neil with you. It is the Tuesday edition 2020. Our special guest is the co-founder of the Chariots of Fire Ministries, 
Brian Sonneman is with us. We are taking calls on 1-800-316-316. We're talking about the outback. We're talking about the despair in many outback communities and what happens when hope arrives in those communities by way of the preaching of the gospel and as we are talking about uh, the way that uh, chariots of fire have been able to introduce Christian radio by uh, by setting up a vision station in various outback communities and also bringing God TV, Christian television. We're taking calls on 1-800-316-316. Let's hear from Susan in Cairns in Queensland. Hello, Susan. Welcome along. Hi, I just wanted to make a suggestion. Um, if the satellite dishes are about 480 to install, it would be really good if they've got a community centre. Often they do in the outback communities, have a little community centre, a bit like a carport, to put a satellite TV in that. It would be much cheaper to have one and everybody can come outside. They love that to be together and they could watch it together and talk about it. Susan, good thoughts. Uh, is uh, are any of these communities at uh, at Mullen and Nookambar are they big enough to have a community centre? Are they, Brian? Yep. Um, thank you, Susan, for the call. Um, we have been successful with um, Nookambar. Uh, when we went back with Wayne Natman from God TV, we put in a system in the church um, because a lot of people wanted to hear it. Uh, that was successful, and um, we did, Wayne actually donated a TV for them. So the people went to the church and, and daily to just listen to God TV or Christian TV. But one week, one Sunday, they um, didn't have anyone to take the preaching for that Sunday. So they turned on Christian TV and watched that for their service. So I can see your point, and it's very exciting that um, that can be done, and we've seen it work. And Susan, yeah. Susan, you're making the suggestion. Have you seen this working anywhere that you know of? No, but I've been a, um, a missionary on Groot Island and um, a, a person there who, who lived in the community and administered in the community, they, they rebuilt the community hall. Yeah, I know that it would work really well there and the other communities that I've ministered in in Darwin, it would work really well. Well, Susan, great suggestion, and thank you so much for sharing your heart with us today. Wonderful to hear you, uh, Susan from Cairns. Our talkback line is open on one eight hundred three sixteen three sixteen. You know, when we talk about the despair in some communities, Brian, I'm aware that uh, the suicide rates in some outback communities are much higher than other places, and you've got to focus on some of those communities where the rates are higher than usual. Yeah, well, what happened last Saturday? Or, or been asking the Lord for our, for our next mission and um, previous to, th- to that we spent, my wife and I surely spent 15 months in Kununurra and we were visiting a lot of communities and stations to put in internet for Telstra and Activate and so on uh, other p- providers uh, God has now asked me to go back to um, Kununurra and the, and the Kimberley, we know that the, the suicide rate in the Kimberley is so high compared to anywhere else in, Australia, in Western Australia so we've been touched uh, by God to go back there, see the people we've dealt with before and to um, with this internet and stuff. And now we can go back in there and put in uh, Vision Radio and Christian TV into the, these communities that we've previously visited. So I'm quite excited that we can do this and we're looking to do this in May of next year uh, to go up there back into the Kimberley and just go to the communities where we've been previously and, and to fellowship with the people we've already known and met through our, our 15 months in Kununurra and around the, the Kimberley area. Uh, let's talk about some of the other challenges in these communities, Brian, because uh, suicide obviously has 
causes. And uh, I guess if uh, if uh, our authorities knew all the answers, uh, they'd be in there and those things would be resolved. Uh, sometimes these are issues of the heart, and you might like to reflect on that, but it's it's not just suicide, which is really the end result of a whole lot of other symptoms, I guess, that lead to such a, a, a dreadful uh, uh, event in the life of an individual yeah. and then in, in families. But tell me about alcohol or domestic violence, uh, family breakdown, those sorts of things that you might have observed in some outback communities. Uh, what's, what are your thoughts on, on these other big challenges? Um, it, all, it all starts with the remoteness that they, they're in. Um, they've got no way of uh, socialising with the outside world. Um, they feel depressed and lonely, so they get into things that they think will help them, like drugs or get into violence or gambling. Um, we've seen that in uh, Fitzroy Crossing. There's a lot of gambling there. Um, but we believe that... Um, with God's presence, we can change this around. But it's going to take time, and uh, if we can get more of this exposure to the, uh, the communities, we can see that we can create the atmosphere and the, and the unity in the community that they want to socialise and work together for their community. They're not just doing it as an individual person. They have something to work for. They have a goal to achieve. And uh, if we can give them this opportunity of um, looking at, things in a different perspective that, that uh, you know, they don't need alcohol or something. They don't need to have the, the violence and, and get angry because it's not going to achieve anything for you. But um, I believe that um, over time, uh, we've seen a lot of progress in Mullen with, with violence and, and, and drugs and alcohol. A lot of that's been taken out of Mullen now. So um, that's been a, a period of time that's been in there now, I think, for three years in Mullen, Vision Radio and, and the God TV. So... Uh, at our last report, when we did the trip to Mullen with God TV on the promo, that was very exciting to see a lot of things had changed in that community. And you know, each time you go back, you, you hear of different things that, that have happened or things that have changed within their personal life, and uh, they just want to talk to you about it, and, and we pray for them. And it's, it's just we know that prayer is answered. Uh, one lady in Mullen was... Um, had to go to Fitzroy, uh, sorry, Halls Creek, and then to Broome, and then fly down to Perth for an operation. But by the time she'd got to Broome, after we prayed for her, my wife Shirley and I prayed for her. She came back to um, Halls Creek and said that she didn't have to go down to Perth because of all the healing and the prayer was answered, and uh, she was fully restored and back in in, in Mullen without having to go down to Perth for an operation. So we know that if we can talk to these people, have prayer with them, we know that prayer works, and if we can do this. In many communities that we visit, it's not just putting in this media, but it's talking to the people about the gospel. And if they have prayer requests, then we can pray with them and believe that uh, God will heal heal them in his time. And, uh, yeah, it's very exciting. Well, we're talking about despair and we're talking about hope this hour. Our talkback line is open. We'd like to hear from you. Perhaps you have some insights into the despair in some very remote communities, the challenges of alcoholism, suicides, of domestic violence, and many of the challenges that are existent not only in outback communities, but these are often problems too uh, uh, throughout uh, other built-up areas. Uh, 
uh, our cities as well. But you might have some insights to offer. Our talkback line open on 1-800-316-316. Brian Sonneman, as we talk about the hope that comes with the gospel, and when we talk about smaller communities, it's often uh, easier to make a, a real contrast where you can see the power of the gospel at work in people's lives. But you'd like to see that sweep across the whole nation of Australia. Yeah, definitely. It's um, something that's on my heart, and um, I'll do that today. The Lord calls me to heaven, but um, I just want to go to each and every community I can and uh, just show them the gospel and to show them that this media can help themselves personally and the community itself. So I I just want to keep working on this ministry and and doing all I can with all the funds that we can can get that's uh, enabling us to go into these communities. And well, I just want to do the best I can with what God has given me. And those skills are flying and installing satellite systems and also spreading the gospel. So our, our, our mission is to accomplish as much as we can with as many communities. And we were starting with Western Australia, but we want to develop into Northern Territory and then over to Queensland. So it's something that we want to eventually cover all of the top end of Australia because we know most of the communities uh, are in that area, in West Australia, and the Kimberley is over 100, much the same in, in the Nor- Northern Territory, 100 sites, and also in Queensland. But they're all in the top end of remote areas and places where it's hard to get in, into um, without an aircraft. And again, we've only got a, a limited time. Uh, each year there's a wet season, and that's very hard to get in with an aircraft and to muddy airstrips or flooded airstrips. So... Uh, a period of working in those communities in, the, in that area is only a six-month period. Yes, that's right, a limited window of opportunity each year, and so you make your plans well in advance, and we'll talk some more about your plans too. But uh, just reflect for me on the transforming power of the gospel of Jesus Christ, because I suspect uh, that it's so easy to doubt that transforming power, but you've seen it firsthand. We've been talking about those stories where... Uh, where it starts with an individual who recognizes a need, uh, the gospel comes and a life is changed. And then that one life uh, then is extended to family members, to a broader community. And as we reflected on that story from Mullen, uh, then you've got a church that's been set up. And now you've got someone from that community in Mullen being raised up to be pastor of that church. Yeah. It starts with the seed that's sown into a single life, Brian. It starts with one and then the uh, the transformation affects, uh, it moves to others. Exactly. Uh, we were, but the first time I we went to put in Vision Radio, my wife Shirley and I went around knocked on the doors of uh, the homes and we spoke to people and they've asked us to come back that that evening and talk to a group of people. Um, and that's just purely because we knocked on the door and handed them a Bible and said, we're here for a few days. Can we talk to you and have a meeting with you? So you, you, you see one person is touched by what we're doing and then it, it, it transforms like a domino effect. It goes on to the next person. And one guy there said, you know, he, he heard us talk and we had a session with the people and we asked him what he would like to do, and he said his goal was to be a better father for his son. So um, that was quite exciting to us to hear that, but he, he wanted more and to be a better father for his son. That's just an opening in his heart to, to be a better father. And then other people in that group heard that same thing, and uh, they were all touched by what he said. 
But just little things like that, and they they hear the word of the God, word from the God in the gospel, at um, how the earth was formed and how God created all things, and and it, it, it goes through the whole gospel, and you just see their eyes open, and they they they're enlightened to what they hear, and it's just a, you've got to be there to experience it. But when you see their their face change, and they, they want to talk to you, and they open up to you, it takes a while, but once you get in there and start talking, they just say, oh. What about this? How did Jesus do that? And, you know, what would you do if uh, Jesus was here? Or I can only imagine, and they like, like that song. So there's a lot of things that we can communicate with them and see that one thing. It's like sowing a seed. You see that one thing touch one person, and that one person goes t- to their family, and, uh, and then that family goes to other families. And it just went on from one family to another in Mullen, and uh, it just it's so exciting to see their change. And like I said, they went out and uh, had fellowship together. They started having meals together. They wouldn't have done that before. And they wanted to talk to each other, befriend each other, socialise with each other. And it all comes through the gospel and, and the, the presence of God in their in their heart and before it wasn't there. And uh, to see them change um, dramatically into the spirit-led life that uh, they're meant to lead is uh, very, very exciting. But you have to be there. And like, we'd like to take a lot of people with us on these journeys. But um, it, again, it's... We find people who can communicate with the gospel and, and would like to be on a mission with us, and then we can do that. But it all takes time, and um, we'd like to see people join us on these trips. It's not just what we're doing, but get them also to have the experience of uh, seeing these people change dramatically with the, with the gospel being spread and talk to them about it. And we're talking with uh, Brian Sonneman from Chariots of Fire. If you're wondering uh, what sort of website you can have a quick look at and uh, see how you can connect, chariotsoffireministries.com.au. We are taking calls, 1-800-316-316. Let's hear from Greg in Catherine in the Northern Territory. Hello, Greg. Welcome along. Hi, Greg. Hello. Greg, what are your thoughts? Uh, look, my, my thoughts are, I'm, I'm just talking about the outback and you're talking about communities and, and, and all the rest of it. I'm telling you what's going on out here. Um, look, just last night, there's a, there's a lot of things going on. There's, there's youth that are as young as seven. You know, last night, me and my partner had to separate 20 boys from killing each other with machetes and, and poles. You know, it's just becoming really, um, really spiritually oppressed, this town. And it has been for a long time. There's people who are openly, um, you know, they, they're obviously with the other side, and they're obviously just, um, you know, they're trying to rob what's God's. And, and, and just, there was so much violence last night, and just the, I've seen the authorities, I tried flagging them down, they just turned a blind eye, and it's just, it's getting really, really bad, you know. And, and it's, not, it's not all gloom and gloom here, you know. Like the other week, we're, we're doing outreach with the youth, and, and, you know, we got to see all the boys come together the locals, the, the larger Manu boys, the, the Rockhold boys, the Binjari boys, and they all come together and, and awesome. these um, Samoan boys um, who are just security guards, but they 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 um, minister in our church and they're, they they're very active in our church. They they put on a, a really good um, show at the local park there, and we put a generator out there and just to see all these boys not fighting, just just playing instruments together and 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 just seeing that piece come together. It, it was. It was it was excellent. You know? Greg, you, you're saying that uh, in amongst a community like yours there in Catherine, things can be very volatile. Uh, there is oh, significant violence, and you talk about uh, you know uh, twenty youths uh, and machetes, uh, the sorts of stories these, these that that make these, these young kids. And then and just hearing the way they talk, you know, I had to separate half of them from the other half and 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 wait for a wait for the ones you had to send out a troopie and 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 take them back to their back to their, their, their hometown, you know, their, their yeah. community. And it's just, 
it's a, I'm living in a town that's surrounded by communities. It's a demographic that's that's mainly coloured people, and it's 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 just a real. Um, well, Greg, there'll be a lot of people who'll be able to identify with what you're saying. Some thoughts yeah. from Brian Sonneman. Brian, is this a common story you hear from many of those outback communities? We, I've heard a lot from um, communities like that. I've been through Catherine a few times, and also down the Stewart Highway, and also back in um, Kununurra, there's a violence right next to our own unit that we're staying in in Kununurra, and um, yeah, it, it's there. Um, to, to eradicate it is something that um, is going to take time and, and a lot of prayer, and I, I think that, um, like Catherine, uh, I've been to that town. It's a beautiful town, and I've met a lot of people there, but I, I think it's just got something we've got to pray about, and to get the youth together, and just maybe not in a group so much, but just on a few people together, and, and just let them heart, let their hearts heart be touched by God, and let that that process take effect on each individually person, and then as that goes from one person, it will duplicate to the next, and to the next, and to the next, and then eventually that whole group should change. So I, I think it's just something we have to pray about and believe that uh, a seed can be sown in one person, and that will affect the whole group. Greg from Catherine in the Northern Territory, thanks so much for sharing your heartbeat. And it wasn't all negative. Uh, Greg reflecting on some wonderful things that are happening there in Catherine with outreach into the community and uh, for young men. I imagine they're young men uh, primarily in those uh, areas of violence who are actually coming together. And uh, when they're in a, uh, a meeting where it's the presence of the Lord that's the main thing, then it does actually transform the atmosphere in the way that they relate together. We are taking calls on one eight hundred three sixteen three sixteen. Let's hear from Cole in Mackay in Queensland. Hello, Cole. Welcome along. Yeah, Cole. G'day, Neil. Hey, um, listen. I don't know how to put it, but um, I've got it on my heart that um, we should be proud. Well, I feel very proud of the people in Mullum and the communities that have made a decision for Jesus. Amen. Is is that the right way to say it? Uh, you, you can be very, very proud, and um, like I'm very, very proud that we have a mission where we can go in and see people's lives change. And it's something; it, it just doesn't happen overnight. But um, you start something, and uh, it will proceed. And just believe that uh, once you started something, the rest of that will come through God, and He will perform the rest of the things that are needed in that community. But prayer is—we keep praying for these people all the time in each community we've been to. We keep praying for them, and I believe that um, yeah, it's, I'm very, very excited and proud of what they're doing. Yeah, but 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 could they let be known that that people on the east coast are listening to this program? And they are proud of the way that they have turned their life around. I reckon it's so wonderful. Yeah, um, we have to go back to, like I say, we're going back up to the Kimberley next year in May, and we want to go back to Mullen so we can highlight what we've talked about today and just let them know that there are people out there proud of what they're doing. And I think that would be very exciting. Cole from Mackay, wonderful to hear from you. And uh, Cole, as you've been talking to us, you're a part of the broadcast that's going into many of these remote communities. And while we've been talking about Nullin and uh, Mullen uh, and uh, Nunkumbar and uh, Bidjidanga, well, uh, they're hearing your word of encouragement. Thank you so much, Cole from Mackay, for being so encouraging. And, you know, I think it is right... Uh, that we ought to be proud of uh, the things that are happening in those communities. For those who are being so courageous and those who have made a decision and then are uh, following through with that decision and in, into a uh, an area of discipleship, growing in the 
uh, in the uh, the love of God and becoming mature and even uh, you know contributing into the life of the church there. So uh, yes, we are certainly very proud of those uh, believers in those communities, as we are proud uh, of people like Brian Sonneman and uh, the wonderful ministry of Chariots of Fire Ministries. Want to get your heartbeat on this before we take any more calls? Uh, you know when we talk about the great Southland of the Holy Spirit and people who say that there'll be a uh, uh, you know, a latter days revival that'll happen in Australia. Brian, I know it's your heart that you'd like to see that revival in Australia start in the northwest corner of Australia. Tell me about your heartbeat for the sorts of revival that you'd like to see. Okay, just before we get onto that, uh, Neil, uh, our homepage has been changed from Charity Ministries to cofm.org.au. So okay, that's that, important. That gentleman want to send a message to us, we'd forward that on to Mullen. So that would be very exciting. So we have a new home page now, and uh, this has all been developed. But, yeah, with um, going into the north, northwest corner of Australia, it's been predicted by many uh, ministers that uh, the revival will start within that corner of Western Australia. Uh, the Great South Land of the Holy Spirit Revival is going to be virtually from that corner of Australia right across Australia. So as um, we're doing what we can in the Northern Territory, the Queensland and, and Mullen and uh, the Kimberley, uh, we would like to see that revival start. That revival is not going to happen just by one or two people saying it's going to happen, but we all have to put our hearts into it and believe that uh, that revival is is something that can and has been talked about and will start with Indigenous people. They have they have a very strong heart for for Jesus in, in most communities, but they they just don't have that follow up uh, where they can have uh, a talk and walk with the Lord so much as. Uh, with the individuals, but when they have a media that's pushing them along and helping them to establish that that rapport with the Lord and also to keep them in, in the Word, uh, that's very exciting. So I believe that the revival will happen one day and it's been predicted. So as we cross Australia next year and as Steve's going shortly next week, we bless him on his journey, that, uh, yeah, we can see this revival start. And uh, I'm so happy that um, we have the opportunity to uh, go into these communities and that this revival started in, in Australia. Uh, let's take another call. Rosemary is in Melbourne. Hello, Rosemary. Welcome back. Oh, hi, Neil. What are your thoughts, Rosemary? Um, first of all, I'd like, just like to give a verse in the Bible which is on my mind the last few days, which is, Call on me, Almighty God, in the day of difficulty, and I shall rescue you, and you shall give me, Almighty God, all the glory. Amen. Uh, you were mentioning on the topic about suicide, uh, alcohol, addiction and uh, domestic violence. And uh, I've had my prayer time and my Bible time and time with vision this morning, but I have also had terrible sickness for about three days now mm. due to worry and different things. I've had yep. terrible headaches, some kind of gastro and diarrhoea. And I, I can honestly say in those three days I might have taken two or maybe three lots of Panadol and even they weren't helping. Yeah. And yet, um, so I've just kept turning to the Lord with Vision Christian Prayer and just rested. Yep. And, and after I woke up about midnight tonight and then I woke up six o'clock this morning, everything completely gone. Amen. I only had three lots of Panadol. <laughs> And Beautiful. there's just this incredible sense of peace in my body 
And I can honestly say, as I was listening to the topic with Neil, um, suddenly the symptoms started coming back. And I've known for a while, I just said in my mind, no. And immediately they left. Yep. And then I got on the phone and uh, rang through and, and was told, you know, um, it'd be your turn in a moment to speak. It started coming back again. Again, I said no in my mind, and it was gone again. And here I am now speaking to you now. All right. Well, uh, your thoughts first, Brian. Um, we can't let the, um, the healing go away from us if we don't believe and stay in the faith that uh, that healing has been accomplished. Uh, we, we rebuke that uh, sickness that you have, and we know that um, if you keep working and believing that you have been healed, you will be healed. So if you let the devil have any avenue of attacking you, um, he will turn that around. So what you've done is awesome that uh, you've gone back and said, no, I don't, have, I don't want this, I have been healed. And, uh, yeah, I believe that you have total healing very, very, very soon. Rise and shine with Robbo and Becky. Weekday mornings on Vision. Young people aren't afraid to ask tough questions. But in our crazy, cluttered world full of all kinds of ideas, how can they find the bedrock of truth? The Bible Society's one-day masterclass events aim to build biblical confidence and leadership in Christians in years 10 and 11 at school. Highly engaging speakers tackle tough topics to help them trust and engage with the Bible and live out their Christian faith every day. If you have Year 10 or 11 students in your life, do all you can to get them to one of these free events being held across Australia. In Darwin, August 10, Adelaide, August 18, Perth, August 24, and Hobart, September 1. Details at biblesociety.org.au slash masterclass or call 1300 Bibles. Proudly supported by Vision. Where are you sending your child in 2017? Freshwater Christian College is a leading independent school from K to 12. Filled with discovery and learning, all in a safe environment, ensuring your child gains the confidence and support needed to realize God's plan for their lives. Come and see what sets us apart at our open morning, Tuesday, 23rd August. To RSVP or learn more, Google Station Sponsor, Freshwater Christian College, or look us up on Facebook. Helping you make sense of life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 on Vision. Well, we need to draw a line under our conversation. Brian Sonneman from Chariots of Fire Ministries is our guest, and uh, we've been hearing some wonderful stories, and also we've been uh, touching on the despair in some communities and what happens when the gospel comes and hope arrives into a community, lives transformed, and the story of Mullen just amazing. Uh, Brian Sonneman, uh, when people go to your website, they can connect with you. They can find out the sorts of things you're doing, but they can also, is there a way that people can contribute uh, to some of the things that you've got as some of the initiatives? Uh, can they give financially on your website? Yes, um, we've had our website changed and it's now set up for, for the the banking and also uh, to help support us. The site is cofm.org.au and uh, yeah, we, we, we feel that... Uh, to give to charity, I mean, it'll help bring hope to the outback through Christian media. They can call into Vision Radio or give, go along to the CRFM website or uh, see our banking details. This is, can also contact Brian and myself on direct email, brian at cofm.org.au, and uh, we'd like to help anybody that um, would like to work with us. And the lady that just came with us healing, I just think that there are many listeners out there today that would like prayer for healing. So if there is anyone out there that does need healing, 
just uh, get someone to pray for you or pray for yourself that you, you, you want that healing to be effective and uh, just knowing that uh, God will take care of that if you pray if you pray for him to rebuke that illness or sickness that you have in Jesus' name. Uh, Brian, let me just just reiterate that website. It's cofm.org.au. The COFM stands for Chariots of Fire Ministries. And uh, right. yep. so cofm.org.au. Uh, there's so much to talk about. I mean, Steve Grace and his ride across Australia, you guys yep. are connected there. Uh, the cross that's being erected in the middle of Australia, you guys yep. are connected there. There's so many wonderful things that are happening in the outback. And uh, Brian Sonneman, let me honour you. You are one of the wonderful things that's happening in the outback. Uh, you are the one who is uh, bringing good news to these communities. The Chariots of Fire Ministry is a wonderful organisation and uh, I'll encourage listeners to support and uh, catch on to some of the uh, the issues and the initiatives that Brian's been talking about today. Brian, thanks so much for taking some time to share your heartbeat with us today on 2020. Thank you, Neil, and thank you to your listeners for uh, talk back. Thank you. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.